Hey friends, Mercedes here. Totally honored to be the owner of Into the Woods, a business centered around whole life wellness and transformative experiences, as well as a practicing therapist and coach. My life's work is all about creating spaces, literally and figuratively, for women to unlock their true success and have more peace, joy, and love in their hearts, lives, and calling. As a leader, yes, you are that leader I'm talking about, I can see you want to be more productive and in service to others, to have that work-life balance with more joy and meaning, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, right? Am I right? <laughs> I want you to understand and know that it's not just about your ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that you can slow down to speed up and step into your life as a purpose-fueled woman, and that it can be simple, but oh so powerful. Come on in. Let's walk this journey together, one season at a time. Let's step deeper into the life God created you for. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey all, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. Mercedes Sarabaugh here um, with episode, I believe we're episode 142. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but we are at the final week of releasing that inner clutter, aka inner critic. And this week, we're going to be talking a bit about Miss Self-Denial. Now, this is one I didn't have in my fun little quiz. And so this might even be a little more um, of a riff or off the cuff than last week it was even. So buckle up, because this is one that I think I feel a lot of passion about these days. Um, and I don't have 10 phrases written out, but I think I could come up with some. So I'm going to I'm going to come up with a few and, and again, with your fingers, just decide like, um, you know, if this, if this applies to you most of the time, you know, then, um, then, you know, if it resonates with you, I might only be able to come up with one, on one hand, but we'll talk a little bit more about what I mean after we, we get this part. So what first might be, oh, I already have plenty. I don't need more. Or a lot of other people have it worse. I really shouldn't complain. Or, yeah, my problem is what I would consider a first world problem. Another one might be, you know, um, hey, you know what? I I think I can do without. It's kind of like I feel a little good about that. Like I can give to others and just, you know. Another one might be I have a really easy time serving others and giving to others, but I'm kind of uncomfortable when other people want to give to me. Um, another might be is I'm not really comfortable with compliments from others. Um, or it might be, uh, I, if I, if I have to choose, I will buy my child an outfit or something at the store before I'll buy it for myself. Um, you know, I, one another, uh, I, I can, I have a high, I, I have a lot of patience and I can wait for things to come, um, as they need to. And yeah, it's one, it's that whole sentiment of, I have plenty, I don't need more. And what it's doing to us, I mean, that inner critic is, you know, telling us to basically like, dummy it down, back burner, you're fine. You shouldn't want more because others are starving in the world. Others are dying. Others are getting cancer. Others are, I mean, all these things that we tell ourselves. And so then we get into self-denial, miss self-denial. And then what happens though is we, are, we can't flourish. We, we, we can't... Um, show up as big as as 
God really needs us to in this world and the world needs us to. And I've talked a lot about this because most of my clients come in and it's almost like they're like, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm so depressed I can't get out of bed or it's like I'm so anxious that I'm having panic attacks, you know, all the time or, you know, my heart's just fluttering. It's not that big of a deal. Um, It's a big one, I guess, as I'm talking about this that comes in. It's more of a, well, you know, it's just, it's minor. It's it's just, you know, it's all right. Like, yeah, he was mean to me, but, you know, and so it's more like miss excuses maybe too a little bit. Um. But when it comes to like that, it it can become a little bit prideful. And this is the part where I don't want to be like, yeah, you're so full of pride if you withhold from yourself. But I think that we're taught that it's it's something good. Like it's something like, oh, look how look how like good she is. She's, you know, giving everything away or she's, you know, she's, um, you know, I don't know. There's so many things. But that pride, what happens to that pride then it's like we think we have to withhold in order to be viewed by others as good and pure and all these different things. And what happens then is we get into some of those really rigid things, which is very, very connected to, you know, perfectionism. I've noticed this a lot with my clients who have had disordered eating or who have had, um, like they won't, they feel like they don't deserve love or they can't give enough love, that they get kind of in that whole like lack thing, right? Um, And sometimes their things in their life have caused that of course but it becomes kind of like a way of thinking right this inner critic is like hey you know either you know you have you have plenty you don't need more or you know you've taken enough you've taken too much and then um we just kind of back it way down so i hope that's kind of given you an idea of what um what i'm getting at when it comes to this inner critic she's going to make us feel bad if we want more the thing is, most of my clients who come in are very high functioning, you know, high functioning anxiety too, very engaged, and they feel really guilty because they don't feel fully content. They don't feel like they're in balance, and then they then they feel bad about thinking they should be in balance because look at people are starving. Do you get where I'm going? So this is kind of the one I hear. They wouldn't just say, you know, hey, I'm Mercedes, I'm here to see you because I'm full on in self-denial. This is this is kind of a more extreme way of saying it, but it's like my, you know, miss first world problems, you know. Um, and what I what I've responded to this in the past, and I still believe it to be true, is if we're not taking care of the first world problems, then the second, third, fourth, wherever, however you categorize those things aren't going to happen. Let me give you an example. I have a director of an agency, let's just say I'm working with, um, and she's feeling like this. She's feeling like she's so busy she's so this and that but she should just keep going you know um her feeling exhaustion let's say she's exhausted it's a first world problem other people don't even have a house to sleep in right so she just keeps going and going and going how do you think this is going to affect well for starters her life and then her family's life but think about her her direct reports think about the people that she is managing she is going to probably be not in her a game she's not going to be super like able to respond um, things start to affect us if we are in self-denial, if we are in that miss self-denial thing. Um, and then it trickles down, you know, and then people want to, you know, one person on our staff might be like a major people pleasing. And so they're gonna, you know, you can see the patterns that could emerge. I won't go too deeply into that. Um, another example might be, um, 
you know, somebody who is a solopreneur like me, who is doing their thing, um, but and they're struggling, and they and they're wanting more. They're wanting things to change. I mean, this is me, and it's it's like, huh? Self denial would would look like not going to ask for help, not going to reach out, not going to promote myself, not going to tell people, hey, I'm taking new clients. It's just kind of like you know, um, I'm here, but I'm not here, right? <laughs> and uh, another one is a lot of my clients um, get into feeling um, kind of like a burden because they don't want to ask for help. And um, it gets into that reciprocal giving that I've talked about in past episodes. Oh, I love talking about this because my clients are so generous and a lot of them aren't comfortable <clears throat> with other people's generosity. And so even like if we're having a session and I mean, sometimes sessions can go up to 90 minutes with me because we're in the we're in the mix. We're in this coaching bit um, and we're, you know, talking about some things and they're like, I'm so sorry I've taken your time. You know, it's like I've, I already have had enough. I shouldn't take more because I didn't pay for it. And when you're in that reciprocal, generous relationship, it's like, well, it, it, that's just kind of more my style anyway. You know, sometimes it's 45 minutes. Some people are exhausted. They come in, they're done. 45 minutes done. Next time might be 90. So... It's that, it's that way of like, we're, we can't accept what everything that is there for us. And even if we already have a lot, this, my wealthy clients have this, it's like they feel like they already have enough, enough physical comforts and luxuries and all this stuff. They can't ask for more. Um, and this is where we really get into um, the money mindset and the, like what is money. And the more they go for, the more... Um, you know, the more that they can give and the more the others can have and receive. Uh, I also see this one a lot. Women are really hard on each other, to be honest with you. And we kind of see this around and it's, it's because of these inner critics. It's like, we're, we're taught that, I mean, there's this underlying thing that if we're allies, you know, what's going to happen. And this comes up too, in this whole, you know, miss self-denial thing where it's like we're worried also about what people are thinking of us hello people pleasers um but we're getting judged as well by like who does she think she is or i mean oh man i I could go on and on even within the the whole gamut of um you know divine feminine and um all the things that we we all think are correct for the feminine yikes that's a whole other that's a whole other episode but i guess my my point here is, is if, if you have the inner critic that is really like putting you in the place where you, you're not going for more, asking for more, or, um, you know, feeling like you're, you know, oh, you're just stuck there, then it's really worthwhile to get the curious observer out and be like, huh, um, where did this come from? And what am I wanting more of? And why? And usually there's a big reason. A lot of it, the time, a lot of times it's because we're not in alignment with where we are, or we really do need more of what we have to get to go forward. And we really, we've been, we've been actually selling ourselves short in what we've been accepting. And so what we think we have a lot, you know, we may on paper, on paper, it may look like we have a lot, um, but we might not. So this fourth one is kind of interesting. This is a newer one in my like identifying it as like a, an inner critic, but it's a big one. And it's a lot of reasons why we say no to ourselves a lot, you know? And so it's kind of interesting with people pleasing, we say yes to everybody. And with this one, we're saying no to ourselves and with similar um, 
similar issues in the end, right? And so what would it be like if you said yes to yourself more and no to others more? Hey, there, there's another profundity in all of this. Um, so again, think about this. Where, where are you having some self-denial? Go back to my list. Are you putting yourself last? Do you have that idea that other people have it worse? Um, are you kind of not allowing yourself to dream and envision because you feel like, oh, this year I... I have enough. I should just be grateful for what I have. This is where gratitude gets skewed. This is when a critic says, well, you must not be grateful enough because you want more. But that's not a truth, right? The inner critic goes against our truth and God's truth. So that's why it's worth rooting out. Um, cultivate, cultivate your garden of life and see where any self-denial is going. Um, and that can look literal and figurative and literal, right? I mean, are you denying yourself of certain foods because you think they're bad? Are you denying yourself of um, other things, you know, it means it just can be that way where you're just kind of like withholding um, because you don't think that you deserve it or whatnot. So that was today's, that was the fourth one. And so what's gonna happen is review these, look look at them over and be like, huh, what what's really impacting me the most? If I had to pick, you know, one out of the four that we've talked about this month, what's really impacting me and where, like, you know, where where is that taking me? And like I said, you can, if you're just tuning in now, you can go back, listen to all four of them really quickly. And uh, next month, we're going to talk about the inner child. And we've talked a bit about her, but this is going to, this is kind of like these nuggets um, that I'm kind of digging in just a little deeper rather than, you know, covering all this in one episode like I might have in the past. And so, yeah, think on, huh, which inner critic is present, which voice is kind of dictating the way I'm living my life that I know is not necessarily my authentic voice, or it might not be. And then are there more that you can identify? Because I love it. Um, Clients are so creative. Women are so creative. And, you know, I had one who recently was like, minor critic sounds like an angry nun. And it, it, we chuckled about it because, you know, we could picture like in the movies that angry nun that hit everybody with her ruler, right? That's the one that at least my mind went to. Um, and so sometimes it's not called like these specific saboteurs, but it's it could be like, you know, yeah, Miss Angry Nun, Miss um, Big Sister. Some people have big sisters that were so bossy. And so it's Miss Bossy, really, but they see their big sister or big cousin and, um, you know, it could be it could be different things that you identify with, um, but the I guess the more important thing or the more like takeaway is where, how does it leave you feeling and where does it limit you, right? And so gain some knowledge there, insight, be the curious observer, and then um, we're gonna take this forth. You know, it's cultivated up, and now it's like okay, we're gonna plant some new things. Um, in its place because we, you know, after we bring it to light, we want to release it. So that's what we're doing this season. Bring it to the light, releasing it, and then adding in some new beautiful um, things to help us grow. So anyway, I could get really deep in the garden analogy, but we're at the end. And um, next week, I will continue on with that. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to today's episode, my friend. If you liked the podcast, please stop by and leave me a review. They really matter. If any of your friends, ladies who support you or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way. This is the season for you to say yes to you, to serve from an overflowing cup and to put practices into action that support your life and those you serve and lead. And for more updates and resources, check out the happenings at Into the Woods Spaces and Experiences by visiting intothewoods.co. That's intothewoods, one word, no caps, dot co. 
Here's to living your best, most unapologetic life. See you next week.